Takes Prison Story Family Salute. Y'all, it's your boy Tim Snow. Back here with another one. Probably my most requested topic. Most wanted video. Everybody in the world wants to know, what do you think about SPM, Tim Snow? Do you remember when it happened? Do you know anything about it? What's the deal with the case, man? Well, I can't lie, I do remember when it all happened. I was paying attention. We were kind of cool with the man in this clique back then. My friend Roy Lopez, rest in peace, was good friends with SPM. Jump on his bus with him or whatever. Before SPM ever had his own nightclub, he kicked it with us every Sunday night in Connections, Clear Lake. And that club was off the chain, y'all. Screw was in there every night. You see the Switzerland house, might see uh, Street Military in there. You might blow a blunt with ESG, bump in the little flip. That's just how the spot was. So, of course, Dope House was in there deep as hell with his whole clique every Sunday. I even got to know one of SPM's dancers back in the day. She was one of my little friends. So that was pretty cool, you know what I mean? But when this case happened, it was a big deal. And I'm talking about a major deal to the state of Texas and to Houston because SPM was the first rapper to cross racial lines. And he blew up first down south, so he had a big, big following in the Rio Grande Valley. Giant following in Corpus, giant following in San Antonio. My first time ever even hearing about the man, I was in Corpus Christi, actually. My friend Mark, salute to Mark from Flower Bluff. He had the poster and uh, laughed at me because I didn't know the man was from up here. Say so sometimes it'd be like that, but SPM and them were promoting themselves heavy in the Hispanic areas first. Then when he came and blew up in Houston, it was major because he was the only Hispanic from the screwed up clique. Everybody messed with him. He had a big company, big big, you know, I think it was Latium Records was behind him back then. The man moved his entire company from San Antonio to Houston to deal with SPM. It was major. And then here comes when the controversy in Texas happened. When SPM signed his big deal, I think it was $32 million, he was dealing with a lot of other people. Salty Water Records was with Latium. I think, uh, yeah, most hated, aggravated, all them boys, every, everybody that was dealing with them, nobody else got signed except him. What he was saying is he's going to take his 32, come back and build his own record company, and, and grab everybody. But before he could even do that, he caught his case. Literally, they arrested him for molesting a nine-year-old girl that spent the night with his, at his house. The story was that this was his daughter's friend. They spent the night, and while they were asleep, SPM crept in and uh, gave the girl some type of oral action that she didn't want, she didn't deserve, and wasn't old enough for. None of that. Said the man was so rad bastard after that, he took her home and sat down and ate a bowl of menudo with their family. And left her there, man. That's the coldest one of all. Okay. Here's where all the confusion comes in from the people from other states. People that aren't old enough and everything like that. The girl did testify saying it could possibly have been a dream. She ain't even sure if it was real or not. And he was still found guilty. Okay. 
I can't lie, that was weird. If I was on the jury and she said it could have been a dream, I probably could not have found them guilty myself. But I'll explain to you why the district attorney ran with that case first and only. Because in Texas, they will not sit here and try you over and over and over again for the same thing. If they hit you with 45 years, they might not even worry about a murder case. They might drop that. You know what I mean? They got you already. It doesn't matter. So how the district attorney in Houston explained it was he took the iffy case first, knowing he had a chance of losing this first case against SPM. If he lost the first case against SPM, he didn't care, he said. That first case was to bring the attention, bring forward other possible victims, other possible witnesses, other possible people to allow people to realize the system's after this guy. He's not that powerful, and if you want to help them, you can. That's pretty much what his first trial was about. But the DA got lucky, and they found him guilty. So this being in Texas, they were done. They didn't need anything else, man. If he didn't win, you know, uh, that was it. And the DA literally came out after that and said, hey, man, we're, we're thankful. We know we're lucky for this conviction. But had we lost this one, we were ready to re-indict him, take him back to trial, and find him guilty for having the baby with the 12 and 13-year-old girl. Because that was a slam dunk. Literally, he had genetic proof that that was his daughter with a 12-year-old. Okay. Here's where more confusion comes in. This 12 or 13-year-old girl, they say, was dancing at the Blue Flame Strip Club when he met her. I've been to the Blue Flame Strip Club a million times back in the day. They had the boxing ring in there. It was right there uh, by Cullen and shit, by Mr. Davis' place, feed store, where he bought the swingers. We go all the time. And yes, sir, knowing you just met a girl in a strip club, you probably can take her home. You know she's legal. No problem. And that's what he did. But it didn't end there. Had it ended there, everybody would have let the man make it. No, that's the girl he ended up getting pregnant. And they have proof that he was picking her up and dropping her off at junior high school. The man knows she was young and didn't care. He was in his mid to late 20s, I believe. Here's the other crazy part. South Park Mexican proposed to the young lady. He asked a 13-year-old girl to marry him. Think about it. And we're not even talking about the situation where he got caught out on bond. Take your Google browser today and Google SPM bond revoked. They caught the man in another hotel room with a 14-year-old girl. It was like a setup. And he fell for it. So, I don't really know. It's crazy that he does still have so many fans. So many people scream that he's innocent. But a lot of it has to do with Juan Gotti's song. And Juan Gotti, you probably gonna see this. And I don't give a damn. You, my man... Stirred the pot, confused the world with a totally fake song, and you know it. In the song, he's asking the SPM, Yo, homie, how's the handball court? 
Blah, blah, blah. ESPN's been in PC this entire time. He's never played a game of handball. He's never shot a game of basketball. He's probably never once played a game of dominoes in 20-something years. Texas barely even has a protective custody. There's only a few people in it. He's one of them. So you tell me if he feels innocent. Why would he even be there? You know what I mean? There's so much to this case. The songs where uh, Juan Gotti also in his song said, y'all seen on that little girl's Facebook. Now you're her favorite rapper. Come on, Juan Gotti, dog. I don't think you've seen that at all. A nine-year-old girl molested named Drug Through the Mud. And now he's her favorite rapper. Dude, you, you will probably suffer the same fate as SPM for this, for supporting him. And for making everybody so confused about the case. But there's something I'm fixing to read to y'all. And I'll let you see how you feel about it. Alright, this article right here is actually from the Houston Press. Look. And it's uh, explaining everything. And it's wrote by Olivia Flores Alvarez. Salute to you, man. Thank you for this. Listen, it says, While Houston rapper Carlos Coy, a.k.a. South Park Mexican, sits in the Texas Department of Corrections prison serving a 45-year sentence for the sexual assault of a 9-year-old girl, his family and friends are mounting a free SPM campaign. The charges are bogus, they say. The accuser was just out to get SPM's money, they insist. Actually, that would be accusers, plural, with an S. A total of eight girls and young women, the youngest of nine, have accused SPM of having sexual contact with them while they were underage. Taking a page from Houston Press contributor Gustavo Arellano's Ask a Mexican Humor column, where readers asked Arellano to explain Hispanics, we decided to ask another Mexican to explain SPM. There's nothing funny about SPM's situation, of course, and at best he's innocent man falsely accused of a heinous crime. At the very worst, he's a horrible pedophile. You decide. In 1995, Carlos Coy and his brother Arthur Coy Jr. launched Dope House Records with SPM as the label's leading artist. In 1999, while talking about his dropping out of school at the age of 17, Coy tells Houston Press contributor Craig D. Lindsay, One more year in high school and I would have went to jail for fucking all those little bitches. I'm going to say that again. He told a reporter, one more year in high school and I would have went to jail for fucking those little bitches. He like ninth graders way back then. In August 2000, Dope House Records exceeded 1.5 million units. That's a lot. In July 2001, 20-year-old Jill Odom files a lawsuit against Carlos Coy asking that he be declared the legal father of her son. Jordan Dominique Odom. Odom was only 13 when she began a relationship with Coy and only 14 when she gave birth to him. So I had the dates wrong, sorry. During their relationship, Coy in his early 20s knew Odom was in 7th grade. Let me repeat that. During their relationship, Coy in his early 20s knew the woman was in junior high. Man, come 
it's hard it's even hard to keep reading after this y'all I'm sorry. Paternity tests later proved that Coy is the boy's father. That's enough right there, man. See, they could have stopped and ran the case on Jill Odom, her son, and gave his ass 99 years if they wanted to. And they knew it. That's why they picked the nine-year-old. Nine they wanted to try to get her some justice and get attention. And it worked. Look, on September 25th, 2001, Carlos Coy is arrested and charged with aggravated sexual assault of Jane Doe who claims Coy entered the bedroom where she was sleeping with Carly Coy and molested her, licking her pelvic area. On March 6, 2002, the Harris County District Attorney's Office files additional sexual assault charges against Coy, alleging that on February 3, Coy, who was awaiting the Jane Doe trial and some friends, picked up two 14-year-old female fans and took them to a motel in North Houston. That's what I was telling y'all about. Let me read this again, y'all. Pay attention. On March 6, 2002, the Harris County District Attorney Office files additional sexual assault charges on Coy. Alleged, alleging February 3rd, Coy, who was waiting the Jane Doe trial, and some friends picked up two 14-year-old female fans and took them to a motel in North Houston while out on bond. Coy says nothing sexual took place during the visit claiming that he napped in the hotel room while the rest of the group went to local cafes. But one girl claims she had sex with the rapper. Coy turns himself in on March 7th and his bond is revoked. So literally the man was on bond for messing with little kids. And the dope house crew went and picked up two 14 year olds for him. So what's up dope house crew? What, what, what y'all thinking man? I seen that interview Rashid did trying to explain things. I hope it wasn't you that picked up the 14-year-olds. Who was it, bro? Let's let's explain that. Let's talk about that. Who helped him go get those 14-year-olds that day? That's weak. Whoever did that, weak. On May 6, 2002, Coy's trial begins. There's no physical evidence of a sexual assault presented during the trial. The prosecution's case consists almost entirely of the girl's testimony, which includes the statement that she thinks it might have been a dream. On May 30th, 2002, with his possible punishment ranging from probation to life in prison, Carlos Coy is sentenced to 45 years in prison and fined $10,000. Coy will be at least 52 years old before he's considered for parole. After sentencing, Harris County Prosecutor Denise Hawkins and Lisa Andrews tells reported Reporters, they would have preferred a longer sentence. On October 3rd, 2006, Dope House Records released SPM's 10th CD, When Devil Strike. Reaction ranges from outrage by victims to joy from his fans. We think it was basically a witch hunt. They didn't really like seeing a Mexican in his type of position, so I think they tried to do what they could to slow him down. But you know, this record, When Devil Strike, coming out is just proof that you can't stop what people want. We're just sticking by them and doing what we can. That had a lot to do with this record, just letting everyone know the truth. If you want to hear from the man's mouth, then we're suggesting that everyone pick up the record and see what it's about. It's not promotional hype. It's not done just to make a buck. It's actually a message that's being sent out there for the greater good. So if you purchase his album, you buy his streams, anything like that, you are supporting this case. And there's no way around that. You're putting money in a man's pockets, y'all. And here's another man's position. 
Juan Gotti, rapper and longtime SPM associate, Juan Gotti said, that's not my friend, that's my brother. People are tripping out because they're saying he recorded the CD in jail. Now, if you pay close attention to the album, you'll find out not only does he speak like he's behind bars, myself speak like that too. It's just how we recorded it, is basically what he said. So, I mean, you know, that was asking another Mexican. Multiple girls, eight or nine. What actually should have happened. The district attorney and them are bad wrong for creating this mess. It's their fault. Houston district attorney, this mess is your fault because you ran with that case. You should have just took the slam dunk, man. You really, 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 really should have just took the slam dunk. But we can't explain how they run their cases. Everything is weird. But man, it is not possible. I repeat, it is not possible to say SPM is innocent if he had a child with that girl. It's possible he's innocent with a nine-year-old girl, but it still makes him a bad weirdo, man. Picking her up from junior high, asking her to marry him, two more 14-year-olds out on bond. Come on, man, please explain in the comments why do y'all still like this man? And explain how you can say he's innocent after he impregnated a 13-year-old girl. And what would you do if that was your 13-year-old daughter? Would you let her marry SPM even though he's married to somebody else? Would you extort him for that money? Or would you just be fine with that, him having sex with your 13-year-old daughter? I don't know. Let me know in the comments, y'all. Tim Snow texted prison stories and somebody ruffle a couple feathers, but oh well, I'll keep it real.